You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. What we're talking about this week uh, is the fact that Michigan State University this summer announced salary cuts to uh, all non-union faculty and staff. And uh, that impacts a lot of our clients and a lot of our friends and neighbors around here. Yeah, definitely a rough time for universities all across the country. And so um, seeing some some different things that they're having to do from a budget standpoint, um, but like you said, affecting a lot of our clients and wanted to take some time today to talk about some um, what effects that can have and, and some strategies for kind of making sure that you're okay during this time. And, and these, these strategies we're going to talk about would really apply regardless of whether you work for a university or, or any other employer and not really just specific to uh, the COVID-19 situation, but also just uh, economic downturns in general. You know, a lot of, a lot of people are experiencing similar things as well, not just MSU, but that's just kind of what's going on in our neighborhood right now and and affects a lot of our clients that we work with. So the university has announced half percent up to 8% budget cuts. And for right now, they've said that those cuts will be temporary. Hopefully they'll be able to uh, restore things to the way they were before, you know, next year. But for now, you know, definitely 2020 and 2021, that's, that's the situation we're in. We put together some ideas and some thoughts to help, uh, help think about the, these changes. And I guess the number one thing that, that we end up telling people is, is first of all, don't panic, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's when people get into the most trouble. I always, I always have a little saying that I use, which is, People make the worst financial decisions when there's the most chaos going on in their lives. And this is one of those times when you are faced with some salary budget type cuts and it's going to affect you. And if you let your emotions take control of what you do and you don't have a plan for that, that's when we really see people get into trouble and start doing things that are going to be detrimental to them long term. We're always telling people when it comes to financial planning, you've got to play the long game, right? It's it's not so much about what you do or what's going to happen in the immediate future. It's how the things you do today are going to affect you over the long haul. And, uh, you know, uh, especially when there's so much so much chaos as we've all been dealing with 2020 is just one wave of chaos after another. It's easy to get caught up in the emotions of the moment and uh, and make mistakes. It's difficult no matter what situation you're in to have changes like that. Change is hard irregardless, but in situations like this, when there's so much else going on in the world, it makes it even harder. It's time to be prudent and and take a good look at your finances, but you know, your financial world isn't crumbling yet. So, you know, take a, take a look at things and try to take a step back. And, and the second point, and we end up talking about this with just about everybody in every situation is it's all got to start with a budget. If you don't keep a budget, now's the time to start. Absolutely. It's, it's um, you know, similar to anything in life, really. When you have a system in place, it's critical, especially in times like these, where you can go back and adjust that system. So if you don't have a budget, 
Now is the absolute critical time to get one put into place. And if you do have a budget, now is the time that we should be reviewing it and making those adjustments and changing that system to account for what's going to happen next. So there, there's a lot of really good online tools that that folks can use if, if you don't have a budget system in place. I always tell people, I don't care if you're using a yellow legal pad or the fanciest spreadsheet ever invented. It doesn't matter. Just find something that works for you and figure out where your money's going and how you're spending your money so that you have an idea of where you can make changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think just having a system that works best for you everybody's a little bit different when it comes to budget budgeting and having a system that you know how to use it's easier for easy for you to use and you can stick to it i think is critical because if it's Mm -hmm. not easy to use or if it doesn't really do what you need it to do then chances are you might do it today but in three months you might have not looked at it since today and so Having something that's easy for you to use and you can right. continue to do is critical when you're talking about budgets, not necessarily what kind or what what budget program you use, but that it's it fits your specific needs. If you're a spreadsheet person, just Google Excel spreadsheet templates for budgeting or Google Sheets templates for budgeting. If you want more of an app, there's You Need a Budget, there's Mint, there's envelopes there's every dollar there's several good ones out there just just pick one pick one and 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 start start using it if it doesn't work for you pick another one and keep using it but don't stop i think that the other side of the budget is making sure that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself as well we talk about it all the time here and that's balance right so if you you know if you're taking a pay cut and you've got to start looking at things to reduce don't just cut out your entire entertainment budget and you know expect to that to work long term for you it's got to be some balance in there we have to be able to live our lives but still be able to you know use the cash flow for the things that are important to us and making sure that we're also paying the bills while we're doing that we always tell people we want you to be able to do what you can, we want you to be able to do what you want to do now in life, the things that are most important to you today. But we also want to balance that with being able to do that in ten to fifteen years from now. So when you're creating a budget, making sure that we're building in that balance, making sure that we're spending money on the things that are the most important to you, that's going to do a couple of things for you. But most importantly, it's going to allow you to stick with the budget much more than if you were taking out and only doing the necessary things and not necessarily the fun or the things that are valuable to you. Right. There's the old, the old cliche that I think we both use pretty often is that, you know, show me your budget and I can show I can tell you what your priorities are. And, and so when you're getting your budget down on paper, that's when you look at it and you realize, Hey, you know, in the face of, uh, income being cut. These are the things that are important to me and that I want to maintain. And these are the things that were maybe frivolous spending that I don't really need. But to your point, it doesn't mean austerity necessarily. So that's the other important thing um, that we always talk about as well, Dave, is emergency funds. So let's uh, take some time maybe and talk about how that can play a crucial role in a time like this. If you were operating in a scenario where you already had an emergency fund in place, that is that puts you in much better 
condition to survive a, a salary cut, right? Because you've got you've got a fund there that can help you absorb that at least temporarily. And that's that's really what it's for. And one of the main reasons we encourage people to have one is for an interruption to their income. You know, have three months, six months, depending on your job, stashed away where you can uh, you can absorb a cut for a little while. So, but then the question is, and I think this is going to apply to a lot of people. What do you do right now if you didn't do if you hadn't done that already? What do you do? Having that emergency fund in place is super important. It helps you. Definitely, you know, it takes some of the chaos away, right? You're feeling a lot better if you got three to six months of expenses set aside right now and you're going through this cut. But if you don't have it, I think now is the perfect time to create that budget and that plan so you can start building that up slowly over time. Because, you know, like we said earlier, we have no idea how long this situation or how long these cuts are going to last. And so making sure that you're making a concerned effort to build up that emergency fund and, and do those things that you need to do now is even more important than it was, you know, six or 12 months ago. If you haven't, if you haven't already put those into place, you know, that can lead to a little more enforced austerity here, you know, in the short run, but the amount of stress reduction that that can create the, uh, the benefits of reducing the stress of income interruptions is worth it is worth it. You know, as you're, as you're adjusting your budget to take account of the income cuts, create an emergency fund. If you don't have one, set that aside in savings. It'll make life a lot easier as you go forward. Absolutely. And, and if you were lucky enough and you did put together an emergency fund, chances are you're probably contributing to that on a regular basis when you get paid. And so that's one of the strategies you can use too, is to stop those contributions from the emergency fund and use that money to kind of fill out your budget while you have these salary cuts and then kind of go back to it at some point as well. The main thing, the main thing is try to get through situations like this without adding up credit card debt. Absolutely. That's, that, that's the main thing. Those are the things that can really hurt you going forward. And especially, you know, if you're in a good spot now, but you're, if you do nothing to your budget and your income goes down, you've got to account for that some way. And the easiest, quickest way that most people do it is through credit card debt. And unfortunately, that's probably the most detrimental to the long-term viability of your plan is taking on that additional credit card debt. And part of that is uh, human nature for a lot of people. If it's not to make knee-jerk reactions, it's to try to ignore the situation. Seems like seems like personalities either go one extreme or the other. We're faced with something like an unexpected salary cut, and we either all of a sudden decide we can't spend a dime, and we have to be, you know, extremely careful, or we tend to go on like nothing's wrong, and that neither one of those is good, right? Again, back to the idea of balance. We, we, we need a we need a, a proper balance in our life of those two things. So, you know, if you are having trouble making ends meet and you're seeing things go on the credit card, don't ignore it. Get back to that budget and address it and uh, figure out what you can do to uh, to 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 keep from uh, making a difficult situation worse in the long run. Absolutely. And one of the things that you can also think about too is when you're creating that budget, what are some of those 
creative things that maybe you can do to save on expenses and, and really get creative about it. And so I'll put you on the spot here a little bit, Dave, and, and see if you have, I've got a couple ideas because I thought about this ahead of time, but if you've got any creative ideas for different ways of saving money or doing things differently during the pandemic that maybe are fun, but don't cost as much as they normally would. I'll start with mine. I'll give you some time to think. So, huh. um, okay. My, my family hates this, but I um, was watching one of those shows. Um, I can't remember what it was about. I think it was something about cheapskates. But anyways, there was this idea of going on a fiscal <laughs> fast. And so every once in a while, I'll go on a rampage and I will tell And for a week, we'll go on a fiscal fast. We'll try to spend no money at all. We'll try to eat whatever stocked up groceries <laughs> we have in our pantry and our refrigerator we usually only last about three or four days before my kids start complaining, but that's one kind of fun way to try to save on money and try to try to come up with uh, meal plan ideas from what's already in the pantry and um, can be somewhat mm-hmm. fun. I find it fun. My family probably hates it. And then the other thing that we've done as well is instead of taking a traditional vacation where we go somewhere, we've done more of a staycation where we've tried you know, camping outside in our backyard or just doing some little stuff like that around the house mm-hmm. as opposed to going out somewhere. So those are some of the ideas that we do to, yeah. to save on money from time to time that, but I think just being creative and coming yeah. up with those things can be helpful. The idea of finding things to do close to home was kind of what I was thinking is that, uh, with the current health situation, we really can't travel the way we would like sometimes right now anyway. Right. But, uh, you know, finding things to do, whether it's uh, going to the national, the state park down the road and, and hiking for a while or, or, uh, you know, we, we, I'm fortunate enough to live nearby uh, one of the dark sky parks, you know, things like that, uh, that you can do that don't cost you anything. You know, and all of this, it, it reminds me of that, that book we read as a group this spring, uh, uh, Happy Money, and the idea that, you know, it's, it's so much the, the separation between what we perceive as value and what we spend on money is, is an important thing to, to keep track of. I, I, what I mean by that is, is a lot of these experiences and things that are memorable and important don't necessarily cost us a lot of money, but sometimes it takes a little more effort to figure out what those are. Absolutely. And, you know, if you think back of, you know, some of your greatest memories and things growing up, I know as kids, we didn't take a ton of vacations, but when we did, we always drove somewhere in the minivan. And what I remember most Mm -hmm. out of those trips is all of us (laughs) packed in the back of that minivan for hours on end. You know, those are the things I remember. Those are the memories, not necessarily the money we spent or, you know, some of the things that we did. So experiences don't always have to cost money. We are very lucky that we live in a state that you can go outside and have wonderful experiences that, you know, don't cost more than the $17 state park pass. And so um, definitely try to get creative and think of different things that you can do and think of experiences you can have that don't cost a lot of money that can help with that budgeting process right now. If you find yourself in a situation where you're afraid you're going to fall behind on credit card payments or mortgage payments or car payments, there are resources out there that, that can help with that. And again, not ignoring the situation is key. I'm a big fan of an organization called Green Path Financial. They, they're a nonprofit that actually helps people work out of credit card debt. They do a lot of the heavy lifting and they know how, how credit card companies and other lenders think and can help you stay out of trouble that's going to cause long-term damage. 
and deal with the short term. So that's one resource. We do a lot of cash flow assistance with clients. And so we're here to help too. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing is realizing these things and taking action sooner rather than later, because the longer you let it go, the harder it is to fix. So the sooner you can start tackling some of this stuff and the sooner you can reach out and connect with those resources, the easier it's going to be to get back to where you want to be. The faster that's going to happen for sure. Delay just makes it more expensive as penalties and fees accrue. And mentally, it's more expensive, too, because you're going to you're going to worry about it and stress about it more by procrastinating than by dealing with it head on. One other idea that I had, too, is um, start a start a side hustle of some sort. You know, you can always you can always sell some stuff that you have in your house or start making stuff. Um, Those are always some other things to bring in some extra resources as well. Definitely lots of different ways out there. So we've talked a lot about the one side of the balance sheet of getting your budget and your expenses. But the other side is look Mm -hmm. for different ways that you could potentially increase your income too. Another way we look at this with clients quite often is the difference between making tactical adjustments, short-term adjustments to things like how much you're spending eating out or how much you're spending, uh, you know, on travel versus more systemic type approaches where if we're looking for long-term reductions, maybe we talk about refinancing a mortgage or downsizing or buying a next, a less expensive car on the next, you know, the next, next cycle. And, you know, if, if, cuts like this are going to persist, that's, you know, kind of the next strategy to look at, you know, in the short run, you fix these or you deal with these problems by, by reducing that discretionary spending. But in the long term, you may need to look at some of that, some of those, some of those uh, bigger ticket items that are more fixed right now and how you change them over time. Back, back to where we started, it's not time to go put the for sale sign in front of the house, but it might be time to say, Hey, you know, if this situation hasn't cleared up, do I do I consider relocating? Do I consider downsizing or refinancing? Something structural to change. And again, the sooner you start on that stuff, the sooner you start making those decisions, the easier it's going to be to come up with the right solution for you. So, just and 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 kind of recapping the big points or the big takeaways are get yourself a budget if you don't have one, if you have one, make those adjustments secondarily don't wait if you get into trouble the sooner you can put things into place the sooner you can reach out to resources like a certified financial planner or a green path that we talked about the better off it's going to be and and then thirdly i think get creative and try to have fun with whether it's saving money or whether it's making money um go out there and and get creative and think outside the box i think those are all really good takeaways from things that you can do to make sure that this doesn't a catch you by surprise and b that you're prepared for getting through this point um to the and and into the long term and having that strong financial health that's going to allow you to do what you want to do yeah these things are never fun to talk about and uh it's where there's plenty of uncertainty right now around not just the financial situation, but the health situation and a lot of other aspects of our lives. But, uh, you know, just keep working hard and keep uh, keep paying attention to the details. That's about, about the best we can do for right now. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Dave. This was fun. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.